Tell me, give me the sign. Live production. Who's here? Who's not? Reb Nachum's here. Who's a bunch of people? Well, yeah. I don't see anybody on Zoom over there. Shouldn't they see them on the screen? Okay. No, so let's go. Yeah, unmute me. We're ready to go. All right. Bruchem Abayim. We have some very special guests here. We have Avi Mandelbaum, famous Avi Mandelbaum, who was, uh, was a constant on Zoom. Every single day, probably from the first ones, drove all the way from the Galil. He left at 5 o'clock in the morning, he says, something like that. Today is the 46th day of the Oimer. I don't know how we're going to do this with the cameras. I can't hang it up on the Aron Kodesh behind me. We actually have Nehemiah Seltzer who, who did all the design every day. It's a new design because it has the, the daf of that day behind. You, you might not notice it when I hang it up, but he's here with us. I'll show you where he is actually. I have a picture. I thought it was very cool. And it's going to be even nicer. This is what it looks like. Are you able to zoom into this? They are up in the gallery behind, that way, above me, and they have all these screens, and they're getting another two screens, because I guess three is not enough. So this is Nehemi right over here, and this is his brother. That's why they are in close proximity to each other. Mordechai Seltzer Today's shir is being sponsored by, for, much, for the most, much missed mother-in-law, and Mincham. Chana Bas Baruch, Zechon Levrach on the yard side. Many thanks to Simon Gavzi. Many thanks, Simon Gavzi, Edgeware, United Kingdom. Yeah, Edgeware, London, somewhere over there. I, I hope that's how I pronounce her name. Minchum, Minchum. Today's sheer sponsor, listen to this one, this is unbelievable. Sponsored in the schus that camps in New York should be able to open this summer, Mirza Shem. I know there's a lot of kids davening for that. A lot of camp owners. So Bezer Hashem. Uh, just a few emails. I don't have a clock. Where's my clock? Anybody? Oh, we'll do this. This is from Anonymous. Dear Abeli, I already thank you for your share. The fact that it's on Zoom really helps me. Today I would like to thank you for continuing the Zoom, even though you're giving the share live. So we're not only continuing Zoom, but Zoom is going to be an integral part of the shir. It's going to feel as if, at least for me, that the, the Zoom guys are in the base medrash. Last night we went to, uh, Gary and I, we went to the electronic store and we're replacing that screen with an even larger screen, a much more expensive screen. That's one, and then on the other side is going to be another one. It's going to be very much uh, Zoom adapted. Exactly how we're going to involve the guys in Zoom, I don't know, Avi, if you have any ideas, because you're Mr. Zoom, to allow them to talk in a middle shear is going to be difficult, I don't know, we'll have to figure it out. Maybe before and after Zoom, I usually used to sit around and schmooze with the guys, now I have to go down in chakras. It's immediate, David jumps up, says brachas, so maybe I can go into another room, schmooze for two minutes. All right, we'll see. I'm sure many are shocked that you brought a TV screen into the base medrash. Well, I would like to thank you for it. I don't know what I would do without this shear. This is what keeps me going. Thank you. Uh, here's a nice one. Agita Vach, Reb Eli, and Agita Chaydish. It's David Farkas from Melbourne, Australia. Undoubtedly your biggest chassid. 
By the way, I could bang on this table. Oh, it might, it might affect Zoom, but it doesn't affect YouTube. Because the camera for YouTube is all the way over there. We had a few complaints that people couldn't see the chart so well and whatever. But yesterday was just a trial day. Today, hopefully it's better. Thank you for sharing your great story about how you started the real estate business. Great message for any aspiring businessman. So I called in my 14-year-old son to come and listen as I replayed the story to him. Of course, there's also a message of Ruchnis in that story. But in all honesty, it was more focused on the fact that you developed 2,000 apartments with no money. I followed your share since midway through Brachas when I discovered you by chance. And Baruch Hashem, I haven't missed a day since. Due to the time difference, Melbourne, Australia, I watched your share the following day on YouTube in Australia. Despite the time difference and the fact that I'm not watching it live, I still feel part of your wonderful Chabura and hope to join you one day at your share in person. Can't wait to have you here. P.S. You and I shared in a world first today. What does he mean by that? Some background, he's a Chazan and Shul member of Australia, and Caulfield Shul. And like most kiels around the world, the Shul is closed. So we took the opportunity while the Shul is closed, and I'm not at the Ahmed, to come away for Shabbos with the family to a place called Dalesford, two hours outside of Melbourne, Mamish in the middle of nowhere. We're literally in the middle, I didn't know they have yeshiva guys in Melbourne. Mamish in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of a forest, now for the, fir- for the world first. I'm pretty sure that no one has ever learned Tafiyoyim in the forest outside of Dalesford before. And you were Zoycha to be the first person to deliver that cheer. Similarly, I doubt anybody ever benched Rish Chodesh benching in the forest of Dalesford before. So, Bikitzer and Avi Mandelman was going to blow the shoifer in Dalesford and we'll have a first of a first. Thank you for making the Tafiyoyim so accessible and engaging, and engaging. May Hashem bless you with many more years of good health. To be able to continue this wonderful initiative, warm regards, Dove Farkas, Melbourne, Australia, Shkoyach. Yeah, he is? He's a famous chazan. Oh, Dove Farkas, a famous chazan. Okay, beautiful. We have famous chazan. We have Simon Cohen, a famous chazan. And now, I just want to tell you some, a beautiful thing. It's, 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 uh, I'll tell you a story, actually. There was a, it's a famous story. A guy, back in the day, I don't know if you remember like maybe 30 years ago, when we used to come to Eretz Yisrael, my grandmother always asked for one thing. She asked for coffee. How you doing? American coffee. They didn't sell that in Israel, so we'd bring American coffee. So anyway, there's a story going around that a guy was asked to bring a, a jar of coffee, and the, uh, the guy going to Eretz Yisrael said, what's in it? He says, coffee. You sure? Yeah. And, uh, okay, so he took the jar of coffee to Israel. When he got to Israel, as soon as he gets off the plane, the guy from America, do you bring the coffee? He didn't like that. It smelled a little weird. Why is he calling him the minute he gets off the plane? He goes home, and he opens up the jar of coffee, and he spills it all out on his, on his table, and he finds diamonds in the coffee. So he, he, put, he took the diamonds out, put the coffee back in the jar, and closed the jar, and he waited for some guy to call him up, and he says, yeah, I have your coffee. The guy takes, picks up the coffee, and of course... Five minutes later, the guy comes running back. Where are my diamonds? Says, diamonds? I, didn't, I brought coffee. The guy said, coffee. Kids said, they go to the Besden, and, and, uh, and Rav Karels, I think it was, said, he's, he's Potter. Can you, you never told him diamonds? He's Potter. And then, as they walk out of the Besden, the guy turns around to him and says, you want, here's your diamonds. Don't ever do that again. You almost got me in trouble. So, here's the story. Why am I telling you the story? We got a box yesterday from America, and here it is. Here's my coffee. No coffee in it. Maisa Shahaya. Here it is. Why? Because it went through Mechas, and Mechas opened it up and spilled it out. 
and gave me, delivered a beautiful bottle of coffee. Cafe. Not only does my wife love this coffee, they had a shtachas out. Here it is, it came to Israel, and you got nothing out of it. However, the box was full. And here's one after another. So the guy, our good friend Harry Shalom, who I don't know if you recall, we said Kaddish for him, we daven for him, and we all spoke to him, we all menachem avelim, because he was doing uh, all the way in the beginning of this whole pandemic. So Yishkoyach, Harry Shalom, this makes a great story, so don't feel bad that this didn't make it. Five others made it. I'm sure he paid Kefal Kaflaim ten times more than the actual coffee cost to ship it here. I don't know what it costs to ship a box like this, but it's not cheap. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Harry Shalom. I just told my wife last night, I feel bad that I told the guys that I really like coffee, that my wife likes this coffee. I should have said I like gold or something. It would have been much I would have gotten a package. I picked the wrong item. Okay. Zok the Gemara. What's that? <laughs> In the car. By the way, I have to read some of this. This is a beautiful email because a wife sent it without her husband knowing. And then I kind of messed up on Matzi Shabbos. I started reading it, and then the husband heard it, and he sent me a beautiful email. I don't have that with me. But basically, here's a, a Talmud Chacham from Houston, Texas. And his wife says, I'm just going to, because I can't read the whole thing, it's too late. But basically, um, his mother's yard site is today, Beis Sivan. And he found out, uh, mother's name is, I should just mention the name real quickly. Uh, maybe I'll find it while I'm reading. Oh, Esther Gruna Bas Avram Kalman. He found out that the Siyum Hashas, and it's very interesting to us, the Siyum Hashas is on Beis Sivan today, in seven years. So therefore he decided he's going to start. But she writes here, that she and her husband, she at least watches with him the email part. <laughs> and she feels good being with the learning with him and it makes her feel good. It's, it's, it's very cute that a couple sits down together to watch the daf. I think it's great. And then he sent me, and he, what's very interesting, I'll, maybe I'll read it a different time. He produced a video about the Lamentas Velachas. I th- found it very interesting. I only watched the first part about uh, how to make bread. But it's like a 15-minute video. It's Kedai to show to your kids. He goes to the farm and they actually, they, they plow the, the, the ground and they... And they reap, and they, they ma'amer, and zoyre, and koitzer, and, and, and everything. It's very nice. Okay. We are very behind, but thank goodness we have shvuas coming up. Ayin tesom the base. Rav Papa Omar. We're middle of a sugya of duchsustus and klaps. Once again, to remind everybody, a piece of parchment, a piece of leather, they would split it in half. And as Rabbi Schoenberg, I have a big schos of having Rabbi Schoenberg, I was scared he wouldn't come because of age. I guess he's only in his 40s, whatever. So he came. It was a big schos. He's been here from day one. He sits right over there, like three, four people down, and he always has his beautiful aris. And he, this is his, anything like this technical, he's a mumchen. And he told me before the shir that today we don't even know how to do this anymore. It's an interesting point, and he points out the taisvis, the remaskulachus, we have a different klaf shalanu, Fine. In the time of the Gemara, they had something called chstusus and klaf. It was through the two parts. It would split it in half. The part closer to the animal, see this red, pretend it's a carpet, but pretend it's red flesh. The part closer to the red is called chstusus. The part further away is called klaf. We, according to Taisvis, don't write on the upper side, which is closer to the hair. Rather, the side, this side facing the flesh 
And the same thing with the Dechsusos, we don't write on the side facing the flesh, but rather on the side facing the hair. So we write on these two parts, not on the upper side and on the other, underside. Now, regarding Sefetaira, Tefillah, Mezuzah, what do you write on? Sefetaira, you write on everything. Gvil would be these two put together, done. So Sefetaira, you can write on Gvil, Klav, Tuchsustus. What exactly do you write a mezuzah on? What do you write a tefillin on? That, that was the sugi yesterday. We're continuing with that sugi. Rav Papa Omar. Rav the Omar Kitana de Beminash. So, first of all, before anything, I want to, I forgot to tell you this. I know it's, uh, it's kind of late, but it's Negea to the Shir. So, today, a lot of people are wearing masks. And if you go in the street, you'll see people wearing the mask like this. It's a, it's a minig, they wear it on their chin. It kind of protects you from from your beard growing or something. I don't know exactly. There are other people that wear it above their mouth, but not their nose also. Not, not a thing. We are going to learn, believe it or not, I'm not kidding, in today's daf, that there's a big Indian to wear it like this. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. And why? It's mamish in our sugi today. We're going to see why. Okay, why? Think about it. Why is this a way to wear a mask in a pandemic? Okay, think about it. If you come up with a solution, I give you a thousand points. I found it in a safer yesterday. What? Yeah, and by the way, I have a screen right in front of me, in case you're uh, concerned. It's 15 feet away from my face. It protects everybody from the real big sneezes and all that. Now, it's about three, four feet away. I don't know what it does, but legally, I was told that a chazan and a, a rebbe do not have to wear a mask. So we're going, how it makes sense exactly, I don't know, but we have that screen. Fine. Rav Papa Omar, Rav the Omar, so we have Rav. So now that we're way, way into the shir, Rav said yesterday, or on today's Omad, Duchsustus Hareikaklav, four words. Duchsustus, the part closer to the flesh, is like Klav, the part further away. It can mean two things. Either whatever you have to write on Duchsustus, you could also write on Klav, or like the Gemara is going to say, whatever you write on Klav, you can reverse it. That's the Maskara Sasugya. Whatever you write on Klaf, meaning Mezuzah, you could also write on Dechsustos. Fine. Let's see how it works out here. Because yesterday we were talking about that a Mezuzah could only be written on, on, on Dechsustos. So let's see how it fits in here. Rapapa Omar, Rav Doma Ketana de Bebenasho. The Tana Bebenasho, Ksovala Niyar Valamatos. If you wrote it, what's it? We'll see in a second. If you wrote it on a piece of paper made out of grass, velamatlas on a piece of cloth, psula. Yeah, if you wrote a sefetaira or, or a tefillin on a piece of cloth, of course it's possible. Ala klaf valagvil vadurxustus. So these are the three things that we were discussing. Klaf, the upper part, gvil, both parts together, done with gallnuts and everything. Valdurxustus, the bottom part. Ksheira, it's kosher. Now the Gemara wants to prove from here what's going on. Ksavamai, ilem mezuzah. It can't be talking about a mezuzah. Mezuzah a klav min kasvinon. You can't even write mezuzah on a klav. Only on the chsusus, like we discussed yesterday. So it's talking about tefillin. Now, if it's tefillin, so it's a beautiful raya to Rav. Rav says you can write tefillin. Uh, uh, what's the lashon? The chsustus keklav. keklav. So I could write tefillin on both. He says, just like I could write it on the chsustus, I could write it on klav. And it's referring to tefillin. 
We're asking a question, how could it be? Nobody agrees to Rav that you can write it on both. Over here you see, you can write it on both. As the Gemara, that's not such a great writer. There's a third thing called Gvil. There's nowhere in Shas mentioned that you write Tefillin on Gvil. And it says you can write it in all three. Obviously, we're talking about a Sefer Torah. Therefore, there is no Raya to Rav. Perhaps there's a Raya. It's referring to, Rashi says, very interesting Allah. I could take my Tefillin Shal Yad and turn them into a Tefillin Shal Because Tefillin Shal has more Kedusha than Tefillin Shal Yad. But the reverse, to take a Tefillin Shal and flip it into Tefillin Shal Yad, I can't. Then it continues, because this is the concept of Malim Bakoidish Vaymaridim. You always go upwards in Gedusha, you don't go downwards. So therefore, if you have tefillin that are worn out, and a sefer that's worn out, it's ready to go into the Shemus, into the Gniza. So a guy cannot come with the scissors and say, hey, wait, wait, before you throw it away and bury it, let me chop out the portion of the mezuzah. Which, okay, it's in two parts of the Torah. According to Rashi, I'll chop up two parts. I'll, I'll combine them together, roll them up, and put them on my door. I took it from the Sefer Torah. Can't do that. Why not? According to Tysus, so I, I take one parsha and I write the rest in, in my handwriting on, this, uh, on the margin. At any rate, you can't go from a Sefer Torah that's the holiest of the holy. It has all Chamisha Chum in it and make it into a mezuzah. So the Gemara brings a beautiful raya. You tell me the only reason I can't do it is because of this idea that I can't go from higher to lower. But the material is perfect. It would be good material. And then it would be a perfect raya to Rav. Even though it was written on the Chsustos, I could write Tefillin on the Chsustos, not just Klav. It's written on cloth. So I wrote tefillin on cloth, and now I want to make my tefillin to mezuzah. Problem, or mezuzah, cloth, mikasvinon. But I cannot write tefillin on cloth. So I have another issue. Forget about the fact that I'm going from tefillin to a mezuzah, and I can't go downwards. I have a problem that's going to be written on the wrong material called cloth. It says, Gemara, in, you could write it on cloth. But Tanya, I'll prove it to you. I do have someone called Rabbi Meir, which most of the anonymous Mishnahis are Rabbi Meir. He's certainly great enough to be considered a, a real shita and a good one. He holds, you can write him as on a on a cloth, not a problem. Why? He even gives a good reason. Cloth is the tougher one. Next to the, it's the outer layer, toughest of the tough. I want to put my, my mezuzah, I roll it up, put it in, put it in the, uh, on the outside. It also makes sense. It's thinner. I need to roll it up. Says the Gemara, and here we finish with the sugya. If you're confused with the sustus and klav and gvil, we're almost done. The beauty of dafiyoyimi, before you know it, you're on to the next topic and can start all over again. I'm telling you, I, I bumped into to two people yesterday. By the way, I was by, I'm not going to say that it, it's the Baal Simcha. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But I was by Yehuda, David's, I can't call him Yehuda, I call him Judah, our Baal Menagin. I was by his chasen in the backyard and saw Levi had a chasen yesterday in the backyard, which was closed down, I heard. At the end of the day, I was on Zoom. I saw his wedding, I saw the chuppah. 
And unfortunately, I think it was closed down in the middle of the wedding. But I, I met people at the wedding. What's going on? It's good. Baruch Hashem, today is quieter, it's calmer. I'm just running out of time. The issue is that I said, what's going on? So one guy, David Israel, told me, uh, I'm sorry, Israel Davis, he said that he, I said, where were you? He goes, Fahermi. I said, yeah, what about the guy that was 70 years old? He told me every email, every, he knew everything. So he was holding. Other guy said, you're right, I'm, I'm out. This whole corona thing. So I said, Nusul, let's go, come tomorrow. Yeah, it's the middle of a sugya. Rabbi said, there's no middle of a sugya. We're doing that for Yami, right? It doesn't matter how many days you missed. We understand there's corona. So let's say you took off two months. So for that, you're not going to do Shas now? So, we, so you, missed the, the, you missed the whole, the beginning of Shabbos. There's another 70-something daf left. Let's go. You could start in the middle of nowhere. Here, we're doing a new Mishnah today. We're doing a new sugya. Anyway, so let's finish off the sugya. Says the Gemara, once we, once we discuss this idea that you could write a mezuzah on cloth, the chsuzahs for sure, that we said yesterday. Cloth also. So when Rav said his words, so you're going in one direction. Just like klaf, you write tefillin, so two duchsusas you can write tefillin. Do the reverse. Say the opposite. What he meant to say, Rav, is According to this, I can write a mezuzah both on klaf and duchsustus. Tefillin, I'm going to be stuck now. Only on klaf. And a sefer I can write it on all three. Klaf, duchsustus, and gvil. End of that. Next. Now we're holding where we need to be holding with 24 minutes left of the day. It says in the Mishnah, how much ink? We're going back. Every object in the world has a different shear. Some of them are similar, but you have to look at every object independently. So we have an object called ink. How much ink are you chayv if I take it from my, my house? Two letters worth. Or two letters worth in a pen, in a quill. Or two letters worth in the inkwell. What if I mix it up? One letter worth in a pen, one letter worth in my inkwell. Or I mix it up, one in here, one in here. Because there are two letters, but I mix it up out of two out of these three things. Mau, teiku. Major question that Rashi brings up. It's brought down, I, I, I mentioned this question in Mesech Nida, and it's throughout Chavez the question. We had it when it came to fire, I believe. If a person takes out a flame, how much flame? Question. You're carrying the, the candle outside. What about the candle? Here also. How much ink, two letters, Two letters, this size, that. What about the pen? I just carried a pen outside. So you have to come on to unbelievable chiddush that Rashi says, the pen doesn't count. You're not over on the pen. The pen becomes bottled to the ink. Since I want ink, there is no pen. Halakhically, I'm not taking out a pen. Same thing with food. I think we discussed this once. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Food, Rashi brings it down. If I'm taking out a plate with food, I look at the food, and the, fl- the plate becomes bottled to the food. A new concept. Omerovah. We know when it comes to the first mission in our Mesechta. I go from Rosh Hashayachid into Rosh Hashayachid. I have to put it into the Ani's hand. Remember? There's a guy standing there. I have to make Hanacha. I have to release it. I have to put it down. Lay it down. 
says Rava, a big chiddush, that when I write it, if, I, if I'm writing it on my hand, as I'm walking, that's laying it down. Even though I'm moving, but the letters are munach. They are resting. They came to a rest. Where? On my hand. So that is considered the hitzah for letters. If he took out one letter, if I did it in two shot, two, two trips, with one helm, of course, with one awareness. If two awarenesses, I'm not chayv anyway. In one awareness. At nine o'clock, I go outside, write the, word, the letter shin. I go back into my house, grab some more ink, come back out, write mem. Now I have shame. I am potter. Why? My time will be Once I got to write my second letter, what happened to the first letter? It dried up and it's already not ink anymore. So I can't combine the two. One is hard and one is soft. No good. Oh, and now I see the boys on Zoom, like we need to do. I see Dr. Epson clearly, I see Seth, I see, you see? Look, Avi, it's perfect. You're usually up there with the Chazanish. Yosef Biliak, I see Ali Dykman. I see, oh, I see the, our famous uh, attorney, Michael Cohen. I see Ari Weil, great. I see everybody. I see the whole island. These are the guys. I even see Avi Kamiansky. He's wearing a white shirt today. The covered Motzei Rosh Chodesh. Okay, fine. I mean, yesterday, yesterday he was wearing the red shirt. Uh, whatever. Avi is Avi. But the good news is he can't share screens now. Ha <laughs> No. And now I see Noam. Okay, Givaldic. Robert Lynx is on there. The whole. Oh, Bernard David from Manchester. Givaldic. Says the Gemara, I feel much at home. I do, because at home, these are the faces. These were the, the, those guys on the first screen that always hopped the first screen. Rabbi Leader, oh, he, I, oh, and Mr. Kornbluth. The whole Loilam is here. Excellent. What's the shear of Eitzah and Shabbos, Rabbi Isai? A full Gregoras. He did a half a Gregoras, and then he took out another half. Rishoy Nanasik and Misha called the Kelev. So don't pay too much attention to this because this is just a half a minute. The Gemara says, if you went back into your house, it's as if a dog grabbed it and ran away. The dog didn't grab it away. It's still sitting there. So why can't I combine a half and a half and make it a whole and be chayv? This is what I meant to say. But if I went back and I grabbed the first one, Nasis Rishoyinah, if I lifted it up, then it's as if it disappeared, as if a dog took it. Nasis Rishoyinah, Kimisha Nikolaitoyish, Nisrefahu, Potter. So then they don't combine. You need that the, the first half should be laying there, then I come along and I put the second half. Oh, my Rava. Rabbi I forgot to say this. I, have to, I know that we have no time, but I have here a tremendous guest. We have Naftali Rishol. To me, it's hard. he was from the first, first guys. I loved always seeing him, and then he disappeared. His mother was Nifter. He got messed up in business in America, stayed there for months at a time. Baruch Hashem, biz. He didn't realize that yesterday was his day. I don't know about Rabbi Schoenberg, but maybe the two of them are both here today. It's tremendous chutz for me, tremendous. Hopefully you continue coming to share every day. Rib Naftali will save you a seat on the main table, I promise. Zok the Gemar. Vamarava. So this is very interesting. If you have a half a gregeres 
And then you take the second half and you didn't do a Hanukha, you just passed over the first one. Now you're Chayev. Va'amai, holoinach. But we just said you have to rest on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, He did rest it by invoking the famous concept called Lavud. Anything that's in, within three Tfachim is considered attached. We have it by Sukkah. If your wall doesn't go all the way to the top, it's as if it's attached, if it's within three Tfachim. So over here, it's within three Tfachim. Now, Tysus points out an unbelievable thing. If your hand is dragging close three Tfachim to the ground, so if you're holding a Chatzikir Geras, that's the Hanacha. I don't have to lay it on the ground halachically. I'm within three, three tfachim on the ground. So then what's the big chiddush here? It says, Taisis, the chiddush is because he's three tfachim and, and, a, and an inch away. But because this half a gregeres is an inch tall, now it's as if you're, that's all the Gemara is trying to say. That gregeres is going to grab it and bring it within three tfachim. Yes, if you're within three tfachim on the ground, you're your yaitza through Yerchai because of Lavad. But the Chiddush is that the half a Gregarius that's sitting there also is Mitzdar. But at the end of the day, it's not good to pass through. Where does he say this? By the famous Sugi of Klutov, a guy is pitching a ball. We're going to be discussing it. Whether or not the ball is considered resting on the ground. So over there, Rav says, it's not, uh, you have to rest. Like Asher. Kam kam b'maver. Rabbi was talking about throwing a ball. The ball is not in your hand anymore. So moving object, you can't see a bullet flying through the air as if it's resting on the ground. But over here, it's resting in your hand. It's not on the ground, but it's in your hand. It's at least resting somewhere. It's not moving. So that hand is within. You are moving. Your body is moving. But the object is not moving relative to your hand. You see the difference? If the object is independent, it's flying through the air, so not, nothing's holding it. It's flying. So Rava says in that case, it has to be resting. But over here, the object is actually resting in a hand. The hand is moving. Therefore, if the hand is within three tvachim of the ground, there's lavod. This is a pashat halacha, as we discussed up until now. If you took out two halves of a shear with one awareness, you're chayiv. And if you did it within two awarenesses, in other words, I took out a half a gergeres. Oops, it's Shabbos. And then I had amnesia and I, didn't, I forgot that it's Shabbos. Or, oops, I didn't know that it's also to, to do it on Shabbos. But then I realized, and then I took it out again. Potter. If it's in one awareness, but into, to, uh, into one Rosh Hashanah, into one Potter. If I brought it out into two different Rosh Potter. So, I just stole this picture straight out of the Gemara. Everybody has it in their Rashi. But just to explain what's going on in Rashi, here's a greenhouse. Not literally, but it's a house. I just made it green. And here's a Rosh Hashanah. Here's a Rosh Hashanah. The blue is a Rosh Hashanah. The red is a Rosh Hashanah. It says, Rabbi Yosef, if I go into Rosh Hashanah, I'm going to Rosh Hashanah, I could be inside of the two things. Omer Rabba, when am I Potter? What does he say? Oh, Shtei Rishuya is Potter. If it's a two different ones, it's potter. He doesn't mean that if it's two separate types of Rishus Rabbim. One is Kvish uh, Achad. One is uh, the FDR Drive. And the other one is the West Side Highway. He doesn't mean that. That's two separate Rishus Rabbim. He has to be meaning that there's something dividing the two. Something not a Rishus Rabbim 
splitting the two. This area right over here. It could be one of three things. It could be a Rosh Hashayachid. Uh, that's the worst of the worst, because now you have a real division between the two Rosh Hashayachid. It could be a Carmelis, which is only a Durabanon. Carmelis is similar to our streets today. Not a full 60 Namas, not a full 600,000 people according to some Rishonim. Or a Pisla. Pisla is a, a piece of wood, a board. Okay? It has to be chatos, meaning If I go from my into that divides the two rishus carmelis not even a carmelis. afilu not a piece of wood. Virova omar afilu pislo, a piece of wood that's not wider than four tefachim. Why? So we have a. In Mesechtas Gitin, if a guy wants to divorce his wife and she's not around, so he could put the, the get in her domain, but she doesn't own anything. He ripped her off during the divorce procedure, so he does her a big favor. He gives her his backyard for five minutes, and he puts the, the get in his backyard that right now is hers. But it landed, he threw it, and it landed on a piece of wood. He didn't give her the wood, he gave her the, back, he gave her the backyard. So since the wood is not considered her domain for a get, so it's not considered the same domain for, for Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, if I have that piece of wood between my Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, it's a different type of domain. We said it's not her domain, so it's a different domain. Therefore, you can't combine the two Rosh Hashanah. It says in the Mishnah, this makeup, the stuff they put in the eyes, they still do it today, one eye's worth. Ask the Gemara, which, which normal woman is going to put makeup in one eye? That's not a sheer. Ayinachas halikachli. No normal woman is going to do that. Right, it has to have a certain shimosh. It has to have a certain, what's the word? Noam? Huh? Usage. Usage, thank you. Coming from the Israeli Yishkoyach. Uh, no, he was born here. I mean, he speaks a perfect English, but he was born here. I was born there, but my English and my Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, what does that mean? In these Arab countries where they wear the whole burqa, and she's not just a ninja, she's a super ninja. She only peeks out of one eye. So, that one eye, she wants to put makeup. At least that one eye, she, she, she's going to look good. So, there are women that put makeup on one eye. Not normal. Okay, exactly. Any type of woman, or she was born with one eye, she, there's different, different the, the idea is the same. It, certain people, but maybe it has to be a common usage, but there are, there are certain nations that they do, they sell ma- eye makeup, but they only have one eye peeking out, so that's what it's for. If it's for healing purposes, only for healing. But if it's for, for um, makeup, where did you come up with one? So very interesting. So we just said one. He says two. Which one is it? Iranians. Villagers, says Rashi, very interesting. They don't have this kind of preachers that we have. We're too busy showing off to other people and dressing up certain ways. The villagers are simple people. There are not a lot of people around. They have no business. They're not dressing up for other people. They're not trying to entice people. Therefore, they don't wear this whole burqa thing. And they, they, they do makeup on two eyes. Shava, the reason why the next section is in parentheses is it's part of the Gemara, but it's in the wrong part. It's, in the, it's not in order. 
Fine. Shava could they litain a pinek of cotton? What do you do with, with wax? You plug a small hole. What's a small hole? Tonic could they litain a pinek of cotton? Shalyayin. Something that's liquidy, like wine versus oil versus honey, things that are thicker. So, in other words, a very small amount of wax. Devek, what, what do you do with glue? Kedei litein beroish hashafshof, to put it on top of a board. What's a shafshof? Tana kedei litein beroish shafshof shebroish konashol sayodin. So these people, they, I looked it up on Google, people are doing this till this very day. They, in certain countries, they would trap birds with a lot of glue. You need a lot of glue for this, so it's a larger amount. By the way, just as a public announcement and notice, there's a nuisance called pigeons, especially in our neighborhood. So one of the products that I use, and very effectively, is Pigeon Away, it's called. It costs 80 shekel for like a deodorant-sized bottle. You spray it down. It's glue. It won't trap them, but they get really annoyed. They have to go like this a few times until they pop their foot. They learn very quickly, don't step here. But it could trap lizards and stuff like that. So if you're scared of lizards and you don't want to pull the poor guy out there, and you want to, it's, uh, anyways, if somebody wants to make billions of dollars, come up with an effective way to get rid of these pigeons. I'm telling you, it's the, cra- the biggest industry here in Israel. What? So it doesn't make a mess. It, 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 so dirt sticks to it. Don't put it on your red roof. It'll never come off. Unless you don't care that people see it, but it's a great pigeon away. Pigeon gone. Pigeon gone. Something like that. They sell in the hardware store. You spray it. Trust me. I've seen these crazy birds. Even the, 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 the wild one. The, they, they get on it. They don't know what to do with themselves. They get away. They know very quickly. Don't come back there. It's crazy. The guy's nuts. He wants to kill us. Zephes begovers gedelasois. Listen, we're all about helping the island, whether it's in Torah, pigeons, whatever it is. Zephes, gophers, kedelasis, tonic, kedelasis, nekev, cotton. So if you have uh, sulfur, you have um, uh, tar, pitch. So you're making a small hole for, um, I think it's uh, one of these materials, like, uh, what was it, lead or something? Oh, no. Um, what do you have in a thermometer? Mercury. So it's like the size of mercury, to, to plug up mercury, that's what they say. Fine. Chayr says, kedelasis, pikur. Going back to this pikur. Crush rock. And Rebuta says for the pitput. What's going on here? Pitput is this leg over here. Are you, are you able to see a nice clear picture on YouTube? So pitput is the, the, the stand that the, this oven sits on. We, yesterday we are talking about, the, or right now we're talking about this hole to, to fill in, to make this hole nice, to put the bellows in. Rebuta says, now look, if you look close at this picture, Yoni's picture, the tripod is larger than this hole. So who has a, a, a bigger shear? Rabbi Yehuda. The Memra, the Shu, the Rabbi Yehuda, Nafish. It's a larger, it's more. You need to have crushed brick to make a tripod. It's a lot. Hakaim alon the Shu, the Rabbanu Nafish. How? We know, uh, what are you going to do? There's no five minutes. First of all, it's seven minutes. And uh, we don't have minyanim, and we were trying to get this thing together. And uh, we got coffee in the mail. There's different things going on. All right, so l- leave these things to David, okay? So don't, don't, don't get involved. You, you stick to your YouTube, to your Zoom, make sure everybody's watching. Says the Gemara. Now, how do we know? How do we know? How do we know that? How do we know that Rabbi Yehuda is always the lesser shear? Says the Gemara, because it says in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, 
we had the shear of a rope. How much a rope? To make a handle for a basket. Comes review, this is no. I mean gemi. Gemi, to make a handle for uh, the, the siphon, whatever it's called. The, um, no. the who? The sifter. Comes review, this is no, it's smaller. It's the size that you take to, to measure your kid's little foot and you bring it to the shoemaker. So since he's in a smaller shear there, he's a smaller shear. He has to be consistent. Why? Pshat is, because when you have two shiurim, I could do the, the sifter and I could do the, the, the shoe. Which one do I pick? Rebuda says, I go lechumra. So I'm going to go lechumra everywhere. I'm always going to go with the smaller shear. So if I go with the pitbot or the hole of a kur, let me go with the hole of the kur. Let me be, be more machmer. So the opposite. Rebuda should say the hole of a kur, not the larger shear. Says the Gemara, you're right. He is the smaller shear. He's talking about a crack in the tripod. Not to make a whole tripod. That's a lot of, that's a lot. That's a lot of crushed brick. He has a little crack. A little crack, yeah. What are you smiling at me? We're all excited to be, I'm telling you. Five minutes. It's more than enough to do this summit. Anyway, we're only trying to get to the mission here. How much say or how much how much here? Now you add here to 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 strengthen the clay. You, you see it even today. If you look in America, I haven't seen it in Israel, they put fibers into cement. You'll see like, yeah, you, you, you're aware of it. They put like things that look like here, but uh, better, better than that, like plastic stuff, really good stuff. The next halacha is, according to Rashi, you add this word, tit, it's the same thing basically as this guy, but I'm assuming since gold, you don't, you don't, you don't make a, a vessel of gold that, that size. Gold is very valuable. So, you're making so the core of, a, of a, this oven of gold is going to be much smaller, so the hole is much smaller. Sid, how much lime? Kedei lasud. I might have made a mistake yesterday when I was saying, especially in the eight minutes, so I'm going to correct it here. We're not talking about the joint of a young girl, but we're talking about the whole finger, her whole finger. What does she do with it? As we're going to see, there's two usages of lime. Basically, they would use lime to remove hair and also to enhance the skin, to beautify the skin, the coloration. If a girl is not 12 years old, but she's already developing and she's embarrassed of here, so it depends what, what, uh, what is it called? What kind of, uh, poor, wealthy, what um, status, what group you're from, what social uh, something, okay. Huh? No, better. Social economic group, that's better. What social economic group you, you, you're from? And on Zoom chat right now, there's 14 people that just wrote what I, yeah, okay, thank you, Yishkoyach, Zoom guys, Yishkoyach, I appreciate it, but it's too late, they, they have to you first. Uh, so if you're really poor, you use this nasty lime stuff, terrible stuff as we're gonna see soon. And if you're wealthy, you use fine flour, but oh, if you're wealthy, sounds familiar. That's what they did in the time of Esther. What is this stuff? It's perfumed oil. It only, it's a, it's a third, whatever, third of the time that it took to grow. The word I'm is referring to this 
olive oil that didn't have a third yet. Like it's not mature olive oil. It does two things. It removes hair, and it causes the skin to, to be softer, to glow. Rabivi, I found this fascinating. Yesterday, they started the trial of Bibi. And so why is this? It doesn't say Bibi, it says Rav Bibi. But it, you'll see in a second. Rav Bibi, Havile Barto. He had a daughter, Taflo Aver Aver. So he did it slowly. He put lime on this limb, on that limb. And then he sold her off on the market, in the Shidduch market. Dalid He sold her for four. Now, you know, you know my, my, my pet peeve. Uh, in Shas, it's always 400 and 300, always. So it doesn't literally mean he sold for four. It might have been 350. It means a very, a very large number. He was able to get, and Tysus points out, these are very proper people. But even though they're proper, look, they wanted the best girl in the market, and they're willing to pay for it. Sidumale, but the opposite, yeah, they, it was the opposite way. She, today, it's, it's reversed. They have it reversed. The, the, the guy in yeshiva gets the, the full apartment. Over here, she got the full apartment. Why? Because he did this trick of lime. Says the Gemara, unbelievable story. There was this nachri in the community. He also had a daughter. He didn't realize. He said, why should I do one limb, one limb? He painted her all in lime, and poof, she dropped dead. Omar, what? She evaporated from the line. Omar, Kotal, and here they take out the Rav. So I thought it was great. Kotal Bibi, Lebarte. Bibi killed my daughter. So that's what they, basically, it's Mamash, it's Because he was a guy, he didn't, he didn't say Rav, he wasn't calling him, he was mad at him. Bibi killed my daughter. That's what they're screaming in the, in the news. Bibi killed this one, Bibi did that thing. And it was the day that the trial started. Omar of Nachman, Rabbi the Shasi Shikhra. Rabbi Isai, don't go ahead and start doing this to your daughter. It's only people that are heavy beer drinkers, it causes their daughter to have this lime because it makes your hair grow a lot and dark. It's terrible. So it says in the Mishnah, how much of this lime? Enough to do kilkul which we said means to pat down, to smooth down. I forgot to get a good picture. You know, you see it in America a lot. They take this gel, it's real greasy, and they put the hair like really backwards, like the kids are like a mafia guy. That's what it is. They did it back then too. And, and Reb Nechemi comes along and says, no, not Kilku, but Andipi. What's going on here? Says the Gemara, my Kilku, my Andipi, Omarav, Tzido, Bas Tzido. This is Kilku. Pushing the hair backwards, and this is Andipi uh, putting the lime over here to basically to get rid of the payas area. Again, it removes hair, so that's what they used it for. Remember this year, the Rebbe Nafish. Look, if you have to slime your hair backwards, that's a lot. That takes a lot of material. If you just have to cut off a little bit of payas, it's less. But we just said Rebbe is always less. Rebbe is always more. Says the Gemara, Zuto Midrabanon. It's less than Rabbanon who say a finger's worth. Yeah, they put it on the girl's finger. And it's more than Rabbi So Rabbi Yehud is in between. This is more than this, but it's still less than a finger. For some reason, you have to put, when you, even if you're doing a pinky, you have, to, you have to lather it up a lot in order for the hair to come off. 
Mesvei, Omar Rebbe, Nirim de Rebbe, Yehuda Bechavot. Yeah, we're talking about lime. So Rebbe says, I like Rebbe Yehuda, Bechavot. If the lime is dissolved, in other words, it's, it's like creamy. And I like Rebbe Nechemia, that he says, take off the, the, the payas or whatever, when it comes to a lump, like an egg. But if you're talking about removing payas, it has to be cream over here also. How do you put an egg? You're not going to put an egg by your, by your paste to remove here. It doesn't fit in. We're talking about something else completely. We're talking about putting lime on a barrel. I have a barrel that has a spigot on the bottom. And when I want to... Happy birthday, Simon Cohen, it says. Happy birthday. Beautiful. Okay. I want to remove, I want to, I want to plug up my barrel so I can fill it up. So I put lime on the bottom. Lime on top. But lime is going to get dissolved by the wine. It's going to dissolve it out and there's going to be a hole remaining. And it's going to be terrible. Your wine is going to get lost. We're talking about, you see these lines over here? Perfect. We're talking about a measuring cup. And I want to make lines, I want signs on my measuring cup telling us where, where the different shiurim are. In the Beis Hamikdash, they had a kli called a hin, and I had to know exactly how much wine to fill it up. Halfway through, it's for a cow, for the bull. When you bring a, a bull as a carbon, you have to do a libation, you have to do the, the wine. A third up is for the goat. A quarter up is for the sheep. You put it, on the forehead, literally on the forehead, it gives colorations, kishmak. It burns up the skin real good and a nice red deep color. Today, they just buy it in the store, it's called makeup, whatever. But in those days, you take lime, you burn your face, you walk around, oh, it's, oh look, look how pretty. Oh. So now going back to what I asked all in the beginning of the year. Why is it important to wear a mask like this on your forehead and not over your mouth? Says the Gemara, the Ubergilala diklala bavel. I was going to do this actually. I was going to give a drasha in Maisim Rekava, the covered Shvuz, because that's the Aftar and Shvuz. So I was going to, but then I realized <laughs> it's a bad idea. I read this Gemara, it was a really bad idea. It says like this uh, Sorry, did I miss? Do us a favor, get up there and give us a little drasha. Explain to us how it works in the heavenly, the things that you're not allowed to talk about in Yecheskel, things we don't understand anything about. Fine, no problem. Let me give you a drasha like Rebbe Nechemi did. And all... You sure? No, he started darshaning like Rebbe Nechemi. And then, So then a hornet came out and bit him. And he bit him right on the forehead. You deserve to die. You see, they set him up real good. They said, could you give us a little speech? He says that I'm wrong, but okay. I think I'm right. But look it up. What? what? Art scroll agrees with me. I mean, why did he get bit? What? That's how the Masifta says it? Wow. It's not the Pasha's way. Anyways, listen to this. So I saw in the Ben Yoyada yesterday, crazy. He says that in time of a Magaifa, you should wear a mask on your forehead. That's what he says. We're masking for it. Why? Because of this Gemara. 
that why did the hornet bite the guy on the forehead? Because the forehead is the place where you see a person. You can tell what a person is all about from his things. There's a parts from the forehead. And in a, in a pandemic, you should wear a mask on your forehead so that the Malchamavis doesn't know who you are and what you're all about and he won't kill you. And that's why the hornet came and bit him right on the forehead where he deserved to be bit. And from here you see, Rabbi Isai, from now on, in MDY, we're going to be wearing uh, masks on the forehead only. Or you can wear it like this guy on the on, on Aziyamaka. Yeah, There's other Besaider. <laughs> Avi's still having fun on Zoom, huh? <laughs> I thought we got rid of that whole thing. All right, Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful day. Oh, I should say something to him, no? Shamalois, נפשי לאדינוי, משומרים לבויקר, שומרים לבויקר. יחי ישראל לאדינוי, מאדינוי החסד, והרבה ימוי פדוס. והוא יבדס ישראל מכל לבוי נסוך. אכן יקבל ישראל, נצאו למצוא ושיב יום דמבים ביום ובים שמוק עם רחם עליהם, יצאו למצוא לבוא כמו פיר שטובה לזומן קוראים בנו מרמל. Hold on, I'm going to show you guys, where's Zoom? This is Zoom? So you see what's going on in the base Medrash. Let's see if I could zoom in on it. What am I showing them? And the other one is going to go right over here.